1: the seat once again and it feels so good to guys that I'm Mike the coach back with you after a week off of I believe we are officially calling it psychological reconditioning and already the microphone sounds like it's different I can't even hear myself talk but that's okay a lot of people would say that's probably improvement coach of the big dong with you right up until 11 o'clock and first and foremost want to welcome in my good partner I want to thank you Mr. Red for not only hosting the show but for uh, actually making the multi conversional transportational effort, I think you had to take bus, train, car, walk, bicycle. I don't know how many vehicles you took, but you got in there every day. I thank you, my friend, for hosting solo the show all five days. How are you, buddy?
0: Uh, it wasn't solo, it, it was it was it was a couple high parts.
1: Who who was a uh, co-host this year, man?
0: Oh no, 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 no. Never mind. I didn't mean, like, it wasn't so low as a like, low as in, like, oh. as
1: opposed like, to high. <laughs> oh, I'm a little rusty. Bear with me. I got you. I got you. Very good. All right. Well, good. And I heard there were some great shows out there, and uh, I have edited and reviewed each and every one of the shows, and we'll talk afterwards about a few comments you made about me. But uh, excellent. Well, you're all the better for it. You enjoyed it, I hope.
0: Yeah, I uh, had an awful lot of fun. The only bad show I thought was the Friday one. I got a little cocky. Everything was good, and then I forgot that I had called v uh, Vax up to give us uh, some NBA Outsider. Uh-oh. And as soon as he called up, he's like, "The last time I called you guys, you forgot that I was calling in too." Said, oh my goodness! <laughs> Two Oops. times in a row. Yeah, so, but uh, We made up for it. So
1: now I heard uh, not only did you stay and you know and come here and do this show, but I heard you stayed after the show for you know like hours at a time doing. I don't know what the hell you were doing here, but homework, observation, reconstruction, but I heard you kind of – it was almost like Camp Big Dog here last week.
0: Well, it's uh, – very rarely do I get to sit in front of a computer and get to use it. Ah. So when I do, I try to be a little bit productive. Interesting. Techno- I, got, I got three This Year Man blogs out last week. Mm-hmm. So
1: I need to catch up with those and read some of those. By the way, I went to our two guys at a mic site trying to uh, – Facebook and update the show today, and you got the admin thing on here. So I'm going to have to have David Olson come in here and uh, return to its normal message board. Was not able to put our Facebook message out today, but I also have to ask you, big dog, uh, and I hope I'm not stepping on any particular toes, but based on the fact you spent a lot of time here last week, and I'm not making this up, I walked in today, and inside the front doors, there is the address board, which, you know, most office buildings have. Uh-huh. And we are located, uh, for those that haven't been to the beautiful auspices of two guys at a mic, which is probably 99.9% of you, in somewhat of an office building on the luscious second floor here. But there is a sign, on an eight and a half by eleven white sheet of paper, homemade sign. It says Orchard Pot, found in parking lot. If yours, please call eight four seven boom 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 boom. boom Now, it's actually orchid, not orchid. orchard. Orchid. Orchid pot. Found. and now I'm not familiar with all the and I know you've got a lot more experience in the medicinal marijuana ways is that an I've actual a, flower or is that somebody found something even more valuable
0: i've've I've tried the northern lights uh, the <laughs> lemon ice I have not tried orchid pot well, yet.
1: <laughs> it's just you know the coincidence of that sheet being up there first time I've ever seen a homemade message on the board and the fact you were here all last week I had to ask you sorry about that
0: uh, some triple X kush, but not the orchid pot coach.
1: <laughs> okay. So hopefully Sorry. it's just like a regular flower pot.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Okay.
1: Well, you never know. You're a little bit behind the times. You know, it might be, uh, might be something you'd be interested in.
0: Uh, now I have to change one of my passwords on one of my accounts because of that. <laughs> just let you know. I'm really concerned right now.
1: Oh, goodness. Speaking of passwords, if you want to... Uh, Dial up the password to get to talk to the coach of the Big Dog Sports or otherwise. Maybe you're the one who lost the orchid pot here in beautiful Morton Grove, Illinois. Give us a call. Phone lines are open. The password is eight 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 I'm assuming, Big Dog, we did not change the phone number during the week you were working last week.
0: Uh, no, we did not, Coach. And uh, I don't realize, like, usually I gave it out around 1053. I realize that. That's mm-hmm. not good.
1: All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, by the way, I was down in the Gulf Shores, Alabama, 80 degrees with a Gulf Shore breeze each in every day. Big day. I know it's been a beautiful spring here, but, man, that was absolutely beautiful down there.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. I've never, I mean, I've been on, like, the Florida Gulf Coast, but I've never done anything... Like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, I, I need to do something like that eventually. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we were only, Gulf Shore's only about a half an hour from uh, Pensacola, so we're right near the uh, Florida border down in that panhandle area. But absolutely beautiful out there, and I've come back bigger, better, more refreshed than ever. Big deal, no, we got tons of stuff to talk about. Of course, we're down to the final two. We got the championship game tonight. Baseball, I know the Cubs open up Thursday, Sox open up Friday. When is the official opening of baseball?
0: Uh, it already has. Uh, the the Mariners and the A's have already played, Coach. What? Where did they yeah. play? Japan. Como? Uh, no, uh, Tokyo. <laughs> Japan. Who won? Uh, the A's. Let me see. The Mariners won the first one, and Nitro got four hits. And started, it's, official, it's official. He's back. And then the second game, the A's won. And Yunes of hit, hit a home run that went out of the country. It actually landed wow. in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> wow. That dude hit a ball so far. Oh my goodness. Did any really?
1: any American born players by any chance have some success over there?
0: Uh Dustin Ackley of uh the North Carolina Tar Heels had a had a home run in the mm-hmm. game winning RBI in game number one for okay. the Seattle Mariners.
1: I actually remember him uh, watching him play in college baseball. So it's it's one yeah. to one. Game three today?
0: No, no, it's that's the end of the series, and it was like last, it was last week, coach. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know how much I love baseball, and I love the, I love when they open it. Actually, I love when they open anywhere. I'm not one of these people. Oh, this supposed to be for America. You got to open up in America. Whatever. It's two games out of twenty four hundred or whatever the hell how many games are this season. But uh, I, oh, it's like a tradition. If they start somewhere, I watch the game, and I love waking up at like 4 in the morning and start drinking some Miller High Life at <laughs> 4 in the morning. just so, so, I, I mean, I, I've done it many years. I totally forgot this year. And luckily I did because it was last week. So, at least I came in sober and did the show sober five days in a row. So, <laughs> well, I'm
2: know, glad. I,
0: mean, I, I would have done it. So
1: Glad to hear that. Now, let me ask you this. When is the uh, American opening day? Would it be Wednesday this week?
0: I'm I'm assuming it was it's either going to be Wednesday or Thursday mm-hmm. because the Cubs play Thursday, which means that at it's no earlier than than Tuesday. You know the Cubs aren't going to people aren't going to be playing for two or three days before the Cubs right. start up,
1: right? Opening day, very, very cool. Always a uh, special moment in the world of sports, world of baseball. Now, David Olsen, we have a bit of a quandary because, uh, well, I have a bit of a quandary. I think Big Dog will be there. Uh, the Playbook in Chicago has invited us to host the opening day baseball show, 120. We'd probably get there right after our show here and host at the Playbook. On the other hand, I have been given tickets via my good friend Smith Barney Steve to go to the game. So producer extraordinaire David Olson, a man. Of some limited business success, which way do I go here? to the hosting gig or go to the game? I do the hosting gig. With the big dog? With the big dog, yeah. All right. And then do what big dog does and go, go to the second game of the season. It's not bad. Not
0: I got to tell you, the second game of the season is without a doubt one of the most fun games of the year. You go up there and you go, give me your best available, and they're like, do you want to pitch? I'm like, yeah. They let me pitch. It's, I mean, seriously, because you get unbelievable tickets when you go there. Yeah, well,
1: I, I, I went with you, remember? I mean, you convinced me. And we actually went, what was it, two years ago?
0: Uh, right? It was a little longer, it was a little early, longer older than that. It was a little older. And we okay. were dealing like, with people in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the coolest days to go if you can handle yeah. how cold it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you actually have a chance at a foul ball. Yep. But like if you're in certain parts of the... I remember,
1: remember taking your advice. Now, we should also mention uh, this year, man, is going to be at the Playbook uh, in Niles, Illinois. I said Playbook Chicago. The website is playbookchicago.com. You can get all the information there. But this Thursday, opening day, will probably be there about 11, 11, 30, right through the end of the ball game. Cubs opening day, and Big Dog, correct, this year, man,
0: in outfit, will be making an appearance. Well, I I don't know. What you, was he supposed to go naked? I mean when this year man's gonna be there, it's either naked or in his regular garb, coach. We
1: much will from take
0: much him in the regular garb, I know I would.
1: I haven't seen him naked, but we'll definitely go for the latter. Thank you very much. But uh yeah. cool. Uh, very cool. Thursday opening uh, day. Hopefully we won't get uh, you know, we'll have some good weather for the opener.
0: There is uh there has been more this year man uh posted, and actually I have one that I will post immediately when the show's over with today mm-hmm. on the this year man page, so. Okay.
1: Beautiful. Well, we invite everybody to come out Thursday if you can. Take a, uh, the old quote unquote extended lunch. Come and join us. Great food at the playbook and, uh, coach the big dog this year, man. The whole troop celebrating opening day and the start of the baseball season. And again, playbookchicago.com. The place to go to. I know it's Steven Strasburg pitching for the national big dog at the Cubs announced who their opening day starter will be.
0: Uh, yeah, remember they announced that in February? Uh, Ryan Dempster.
1: We keep joking about how teams do that, but I don't remember a team. we matter of fact, we talked about how this year for the first time, there's like no managers within the first week or two of the se- preseason announcing, "Yeah, my opening day starter will be. But it's going to be Dempster?
0: I'm glad you brought that up. It was actually last Monday. While, while you okay. were on vacation trying to avoid the BP oil spill, <laughs> I was uh, breaking down Chicago Cup baseball. Excellent.
1: Excellent. So it will indeed be Dempster, and I think someone had mentioned that on even while we were uh on my psychological reconditioning slash vacationing. And my comment was, see if you agree with me here, Big Doug. You know, and I, I love Ryan Dempster, he's a lot of fun, decent pitcher, but for a championship team, for a really good team, Ryan Dempster, I hate to say this, he needs to be your number four pitcher.
0: Four five. I I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's... He's a, he's a solid, a real good guy because you know he's going to get the most out of his out of his talent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're totally right. I think it's one of the things that it's like they're starting him over Matt Garza, who's a quality number two pitcher on a on a good team, mm-hmm. over Dempster, just from the simple fact that Dempster works so hard and he's a veteran coach. Okay, that's why.
1: Pretty cool. By the way, uh, we don't want to forget our White Sox fans out there. You're into baseball. We open up the show with a little baseball talk. We'll definitely get to the championship basketball team, women's Final Four. We got the Masters coming up. we got uh, the Bulls getting knocked off by Oklahoma City and Big Dog. I know the draft is still a couple of weeks away, but you will be, well, part happy and part concerned to know that over the vacation that I had, I did my first two mock drafts. So I'm already uh, totally into the April
0: 15th draft. Well, it took you a long time to actually start doing them, but I'm glad you're you're yeah. finally into the mock draft yeah. so far. I get a little uh-huh. this time
1: of year. I get a little free time. I just uh, I crank out a mock draft. I can do it first two rounds in about 25 minutes now.
0: That's that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. No, I, I've been working on actual what we're going to do for a drinking game during this year's mock. I mean during this year's <laughs> actual draft.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And, uh huh. And last year it was every time like during the NBA it's like you just simple stuff like. Every time somebody says long and athletic, you have to do a shot. <laughs> you know, every time everybody says upside, that's just a sip of beer. But for football, it's completely different. And uh-huh. it, it goes by position. You've to be awfully careful, Coach, when they got got uh, an offensive tackle up on the board because there's all different types of ways to stuff. Uh, yeah, if drink.
1: You, if you drink a shot or a beer for every time they say best available, you won't make it past the middle of the first round. So I hope that's not part of the drinking game.
0: No, no, it's not. But you do get to pick a, a college, and every time that they're referring mm-hmm. to that college, and and they bring up a player that is best available, you get to tell somebody else in the room they get to drink. Ah,
1: well, if you could pick, I know you haven't done your total research yet, but which college will be most featured in this year's draft?
0: Ooh, that's you know, I think it's the it's typical, coach. I mean, there's going to be a lot of USC players taken, mm-hmm. but as of the last four years, LSU and Alabama, yep. those two schools are just going to be pilfered with up talent mm-hmm. again. And somehow they'll reload and they'll be yeah. good next year. Yeah, time.
1: very similar to Kentucky basketball. Don't worry if you're an LSU or Alabama fan, they'll be right back at you next year with a whole other set of superstars. No question about it. Real quick, though, we were talking about baseball opening day from the uh, today's Chicago Tribune. Big deal. They had some Chicago White Sox potential slogans slash bumper stickers, and they actually saw the bumper stickers with the Sox logo on the back of the cars. Now, you know, this year they came up with the motto, Appreciate the game. Yes. Which is a little bit sterile.
0: And it's also pretty much trying to say that this is going to be an awfully bad team in an awfully bad division. I mean, honestly, I'm not piling on here. But then again, this is the most expensive team. I mean, what if Alex Rios... if Adam Dunn is 270 with 35 home runs and Alex Rios is 290 with 25, and their pitching is just good, and it could be, then all of a sudden they're not a horrible team. But I, I mean, really it's almost that close, Coach. Mm-hmm. And don't you expect Rios and Dunn to at least be decent this season?
1: Well, but uh, yes, I do, and I think every team out there can point to, you know, if this guy comes through, if this guy comes through, if this guy comes through, yeah. they could surprise. The White Sox are amongst that, but if you look at it objectively, without any, you know, major surprises, they're certainly near the bottom of the American League.
0: Oh, no, no, they're bad. And just like the Cubs, a successful season for them it doesn't have anything to do with the championship. And, okay, so I just, what am I was talking about last week with the Cubs is a great. The Year for the Cubs is they are able to trade Dempster and Soriano and get back somebody good instead of like average, mm-hmm. okay, like a legitimate major league prospect. What was the White Sox coach? It's like this season would be a solid season if they could trade a Dunner or a Rios, but we know that's like that's almost an impossibility. Even worse albatrosses than those two guys I just said for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But it's like if Gordon Beckham all of a sudden blossoms into. A truly elite second baseman in the American League. If. if Chris Dale becomes a solid starter, then all of a sudden, you know what? It was a solid season for the Chicago White Sox, and if. they can build a foundation.
1: Yep. Maybe the White Sox motto, instead of appreciate the game, it should just be in quotes. If, dot, dot, dot.
0: <laughs> By the way, do you know if, dot, 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 yeah. it's the greatest poem ever. By who? Roger Kipling. Really? I think if I've heard that. your head went all about yeah. i losing betters and blaming it on you. I can do the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think you have done It is pretty cool and inspirational. i got to make a note marked at uh, Rudyard Kipling.
0: Yep, and I have it memorized, and I say it every single morning. And ever since I've been saying it every single morning for, like, the last two and a half months, I've been accomplishing, like, an unbelievable amount of things. Excellent. And, you know, and, like, I'll, like, like, my friends will come over, and they'll be like, Oh, well, Joe, let's start drinking. And thing I just walk outside and I say to myself, come back in and I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like my way of trying to uh, defeat uh, all the bad things in my life. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. So it's right. funny that you predict. And that's an the act, an actual name of the, uh, of the poem. Now, I don't think that should be it. It, it should be this. Chicago White Sox, 2005 World Series champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like everywhere I go, I get reminded by it. I was like, we won in 05! Okay, okay it's, it's, I mean, I'm not kidding. And I know no. Dave doesn't say that. Dave is, Dave is put into the category of the 10% of logical White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of the Cub fans he can put that percentage in. I think it's higher than 10%, but well, why do I get in all that put? Yeah. It's, it's funny how often I have been told by my diehard Sox fans, friends, "Do we won in 05, right, right when I start making fun of their team. And I'm like, you gotta relax, yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Reverting back talking. to that is, uh, that, that, that's pretty sad <laughs> at this, point. I mean, it's certainly something you can be proud of, but it is time yeah. to move on from that. Again, baseball fans, you want to check in. Big dog and a coach at your service here, 888-463-6748. Here's some potential White Sox slogans for you, Big Dog. Uh, White Sox baseball, winning isn't everything. And then in small parentheses, that's a period, not a comma. You gotta, you gotta think about that one for a second. Winning isn't everything, then there's a period. And then it says in parentheses, that's a period, not a comma. Uh, White Sox baseball, the kid can manage. Remember, wasn't there motto a couple of years ago, these kids can play?
0: Yeah, the kid can manage. The kid can like White
1: that. Sox baseball, uh, who needs a prince when you've got utility fielders? Eh, not so good. White Sox baseball, like a bad drug, totally out of it. Still, but, but you, but you still feel the pain. Uh, White Sox baseball, easier said than done. I can give you a guess on how they spell done, and then in small letters, am right or am right, who's with me. I don't get that. Oh, aim right, question mark, or aim right, question mark, who's with me. I don't get that. What does aim right have to do with Adam Dunn? Did I miss something?
0: It has Adam Dunn involved.
1: it said, easy White Sox baseball, here's one of the bumpers, easier said than done, spelled D-U-N-N. And then in small letters below it, aim right, question mark, or aim right, question mark, who's with me? Don't get that at all.
0: No, I don't get that whole part. There, White Sox no.
1: baseball, on paper, we look like Brad Pitt in True Romance. I don't get that either. White Sox
0: baseball,
1: fall in, as their motto. Uh,
0: Brad Pitt in True Romance? Which is which is uh, Tarantino's second best film of all time? Okay, is he plays a guy sitting on a couch smoking weed for the whole entire movie? Does not leave the couch. He does not get up one <laughs> time. Okay, now <laughs> I get <So> it. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're basically yeah they're they're okay. trying to say that the white facts are not gotcha. In, in, in Gotcha. In, in gotcha. Not now awesome.
1: now I get it. By the way, Thursday, just in case if nobody claims it, I will bring the orchid
0: pot for you. Okay. Oh, excellent, Coach. Excellent. Is that purple? Yeah, I
1: haven't seen it yet. I just saw the sign. i got to investigate. It probably is. It's good to know. Probably is. Uh, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and a coach opening a baseball coming up at the closing of the college hoop season is tonight, Big Dog. We started with 68, not 64, 68 teams. We now end with the final two. Very, people, very few people thought Kansas would elevate themselves to this level. Most people thought Kentucky would. You've got two powerhouses going 8 o'clock tonight, CBS. Uh, a, who do you think, You know, how do you think it's going to play out? And B, your level of enthusiasm for this particular championship.
0: Uh, the, my only level of enthusiasm for this championship comes from the fact that I'm a diehard sports fan. I love college basketball. This is a championship game. I'm going to watch it. And the whole Anthony Davis story is really, really cool. Other than that, uh, there's just something about everybody else in the, involved in this game that just, I don't know, I just am not excited about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll watch the game, and hopefully it'll be a good one, but I don't think so. Kentucky should put a peak down on them. This Kansas story is, uh, you know, I know it's a South thing and all that, but honestly, it's a pretty cool story. These guys have really come together and played awesome and i would never have a, i had them losing early in this tournament to purdue coach so obviously i am surprised that Kansas has play this well but it's coming to an end very soon
1: a lot of people had them losing i don't know about to purdue but uh, very few had them advancing they were a common early upset and by the way you were almost correct let us review and remind ourselves how fragile this whole thing is. If you played it all over, you might have different teams advancing. Purdue basically beat Kansas up and down the court for the good part of the game, and only in the final minutes of the game did Kansas pull that one out. A Robbie Hummel shot at the buzzer, had a chance to send it into overtime. Big Dog, so Kansas was that close to being out. But then again, our experience says you have to win a game like that, typically, to get to the championship. I don't know, did Kentucky have a close game?
0: Um, Not really they, they kind of struggled against Louisville Where Louisville got within four But it seemed like they kind of coasted The whole entire game They mm-hmm. they, they have cruised through the tournament coach. They mm-hmm. really have
1: An NCAA yeah. tournament, by the way Without a signature moment There has not been the, the real Cinderella team There has not been the buzzer beater It's been great Plenty of drama, great stories But there hasn't been, Big Dog yet The signature moment
0: you know, as far as you said that, because when you were talking Purdue, Kansas, I was thinking of that. And Kansas made that unbelievable comeback on Purdue, not by offense, but Purdue didn't score for like the last eight minutes of the game, yep. and Kansas like went on like a like an eleven nothing run, and it was like over the last eight minutes. And there was a, Michigan State didn't score for what the last seven minutes of the or at the beginning of the first half or second half. They didn't score for like seven minutes. Same thing with Ohio State versus Kansas. The comebacks have been completely defense in this tournament. It's it's it really has if you you said there have been no buzzer beaters. I think that's why. It's like teams have like all right, we're finally going to play defense. We're going to lock it down. And when Kansas has done that, they've been incredible. They have played the best defense in the tournament. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they certainly did that against Ohio State. Buckeyes were. Uh, I was listening on the radio uh during my drive back from the beautiful 80-degree weather of the Gulf Shores, listening to the game, and I remember listening to the halftime report, and they were basically making fun of Kansas like they didn't show up to play. Bill Walton, haven't heard of Bill Walton voice talking about college basketball the last time, but he's talking about how this is embarrassing. What's Kansas doing out there? Apparently Ohio State just beating them like a drum in the first yeah. half, and then the uh, Jayhawks turned it around, played great D, and got timely scoring in the second half, Big Dog. So they are... uh it's hard to imagine Kansas as an underdog team, but that's sort of the role they've taken, and the second-half comebacks have been a big part of that story.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess the only reason why Kansas is an underdog team, which is, is shocking, you just say, oh, it's Kansas, so automatically they got to, they got to be great. But there was so many other teams focused on all year long, and it's taken a while for people to realize, hey, you know what? Kansas, all, yeah, they lost a lot of talent, but they replaced them with Kansas-level players. So maybe... You know, it, it's not that big of an upset, even though I, I am shocked by it, but mm-hmm. I, I think Kentucky's going to roll tonight, Coach. I just, I have that feeling. I don't have the feeling of a close game whatsoever. I have mm-hmm. none of that. I think this is going to be kind of like a boring, methodical, and we're just going to have to watch eight minutes of basketball where John Calipari gets, oh, he's finally going to get his first one as he sits there and keeps on rubbing his nose. Do you notice that, Coach? <laughs> no. I watched that, so that today. get on TV.
1: Not picking his nose, but rubbing his nose.
0: Yes, like a, like where, where his finger is—his thumb and his index finger doing like the squeeze deal. It's an interesting,
1: interesting observational point. I will make a point of watching that, especially if Kentucky pulls away in the second half. Uh, As little as I want to watch John Calipari, by the way. I'm not particularly rooting for either of these coaches, by the way. Bill Self.
0: Neither am I. I'm rooting for Anthony Davis. That's about
1: it. Yeah, piece of great story, no question. Now, again, it is a rematch of a great game, 2008 famous game, where uh, Memphis got beat by Kansas. Bill Self and Calipari going at it again. You remember Calipari was the Memphis coach, so there is that story where um, Mario Chalmers hit the big three-pointer to send it in overtime. Big dog at the buzzer.
0: I had to watch that game at Valley Total Fitness. I had to find like the the corner with the television that had the fewest amount of people that would notice me. And I was just that was an unbelievable end of that game. I do remember Derrick Rose like missing a free throw or something like that and uh-huh. then Charlmore Tritt the, the three pointer. Uh and I do and I do remember that like Memphis choke, like they had like a, s I don't know, it was like a six or eight point lead? Yep. With a, like a minute or ten, uh, I think, late in the game, and Memphis just laid down, mm-hmm. and uh,
2: and
0: Kansas took it from him.
1: Now, what happens tonight, psychologically? I know the Kentucky players are young, but they've probably heard of that. They've probably watched that game, and they've heard a little bit of talk about it, and Calipari winning the big one, Kentucky getting over the top, et cetera. What happens tonight if Kentucky controls the game, can't put Kansas away, 12-point lead, five minutes left, and all of a sudden Kansas gets it down to six or seven. Can this young, brash Kentucky team start to tighten up as Ohio State, Purdue, and Michigan State did?
0: Okay, you know what? I, they absolutely can, but I am not going to blame what happened in Memphis four years ago for why Kentucky would choke today if they if they do choke. But I don't see that. And, and, and as I answer that, I'm also going to say I don't believe Ohio State chokes Kansas's defense was stifling. They were everywhere. It wasn't. It wasn't like guys were just missing layups. Lissy would come out of nowhere and block a shot from behind. And that Robinson kid, my my goodness, I would want them if the if the Chicago Bulls don't get that Robinson kid from Kansas, could the Chicago Bears please get him. <laughs> He's like Terrell Owens but six foot eight. I mean, the guy's just jacked. He's got the best body in college basketball right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Not only the best body, he's uh, may, arguably the best player. And in fact, one of the marquee things about this game is you probably got uh, well by voting. You do have the top two college basketball players in the country meeting in the championship big dog. And I'm not sure that's happened in recent memory. Well,
0: I, I, I if we, uh, I guess we'd have to go back and actually. Uh, consider that, but you know, Anthony Davis won player of the year, the Naismith award. Yes. Yeah. The first Kentucky player to ever win that and the first player in the SEC since Pete Maravich. Like, wow. When you hear stuff like that, you're like, really? If you say, okay, so, uh, if you go back the last couple championship games, coach, uh, the, the Memphis won in 08. And, no, I, I'm trying to think who the great player was in Kansas because I don't know if you would have Derrick Rose as the best player in, uh, in college basketball back in 08.
1: Kansas had who was that? I don't know if they had a star player, but forward went to the NBA. Mario,
0: Mario but, Chalmers is, is well, one yeah, of them. he
1: was the, but he wasn't the star. Uh,
0: ah. They had Sharon Collins.
1: Yep, he was the point guard, but they had a forward. His first name started with a Julian D. Wright. Julian no, Wright. No, nope, nope. I don't think so. I think Julian. But he was on that team. He was.
0: Yeah, Julian Wright was on that Kansas team.
1: Started with a D. The kid's first name. I remember that. Arch Archer. Daryl Arthur? Yeah, there you go. And I wouldn't exactly call him a superstar, but he was probably their best player. But the amazing yeah. thing about this Kansas team, Big Dog, is like you mentioned, they basically, this is a rebuild year for Kansas. And they were not, you know, Kentucky, it's a rebuild year, yeah, but Kentucky had all the, you know, freshman sensations. They were predicted to do good. Yeah, they nope.
0: They, nope. Had all the, they had, what, four of the top, like, 12 players in the country. So, yes, it's a rebuilding year, but right. the rebuilding was the guys that were going to go they're one and done all going right to the NBA next
1: Right, season. but that was not the case for Kansas. I mean, basically, oh. Thomas Robinson played last year. Tayshawn Taylor a little bit. The rest of the team, no. And they didn't have any phenomenal freshman impact players, so a bunch of guys uh, filled some roles, came together as the season went on, and uh, lo and behold, here they are in the championship game. Again, we're not Big Bill Self fans from a personality level, but you have to give them credit. It's quite a story. Oh, he's...
0: He's obviously getting it done as as a coach at Kansas and he's lost some weight. He must be doing like the beach body workout or something like that. He's <laughs> not as pudgy in the face coach. Maybe he's eating more natural like whole foods, less processed stuff because
1: Hopefully he's not going the Bobby Knight course. route where you drop your wife and uh, start dating the cheerleader.
0: Yeah, Bobby Knight I kind mean, of just throw this out here. Bobby Knight for years ripped everyone in the media. He is the worst analyst. I have just come to the conclusion that he is the worst analyst yep. uh, on television. Whenever they're doing like roundtable stuff, period, he's the worst. Terrible. And most importantly, the when he does color as a, as a game time analyst, he is by far the worst. Yep. I
1: the know a few day- people. There's a few people that like him, but I, I find him a total buzzkill. On the other hand, Big Dog, he does a tremendous work on the State Farm commercial.
0: I, oh God, he's so brutal. I could imagine. I could imagine him as a motivational speaker. If you like Bobby Knight, might be fine. I, I can understand that. But when when Bobby Knight has to sit there with Dick Vitale, yep. John Anderson, who's doing a phenomenal job, and Edgar Phelps and Dick Vitale, and, and and Bobby Knight up there, so three coaches and John Anderson, Bobby Knight like puts his hands on the table and. Spreads them out as wide as he can to like intimidate people. And then he starts like ripping Digger Phelps coaching, yep. like when he was at Notre Dame. And I'm like, the way he's standing is trying to like intimidate people. He's like, you can't even see Dick Vitale behind Bobby Knight anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like Dick Vitale asked him a question He's like, I don't believe in luck. You you could believe in luck. That's why you coached at Detroit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> who are you, Bobby Knight? I mean, I I, I can't I just I can't I mean yep. I can't stand that guy. Just. Yep. He's like um, a vile human being to me. Uh, with the you was... on
1: every word of that. I never particularly liked his coaching style and the condescending. That's what he is, condescending yeah. with the media, condescending as a as an announcer even when he's not trying to be. He has that aura of condescends, if I could and, use that word.
0: And all I can say to Bob Knight is this. Yes, you are a much better basketball coach than I could ever dream of being. And by the way, it's basketball. You didn't split an atom. You never saved anybody's life. Okay, yep. But go away. <laughs> and and please don't compete not another telecast.
2: What a phenomenal
0: execution come up. Yeah, the reason why that happened was the, yeah. the the off guard he didn't move his feet Brett. He didn't move his Do <laughs> you notice, Bobby, that the plate is going crazy? <laughs> he should have moved his feet and, that, and maybe they should go back to the drawing board with that young man. Oh. You know, I mean come on. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm with next you. Next year, I don't know I want zero Bobby Knight. I'm, I'm
1: with I'm you completely. I don't think we're going to get our wish. I think he'll be back, but I'm with you, with you completely. 888-463-6748 NCAA Tournament Championship game. It comes to conclusion tonight, and I have to mention Big Dog. A year ago at this time, um... Uh, and I, I told you this over the year, I was on spring break visiting colleges with my son at that point, a junior, and we happened to be at Kansas University when they were playing VCU. We literally pulled up to the hotel, went into the hotel bar, was called the Jaybird, right next to campus. Place was packed and watched the second half.
0: Ooh, by of, the way, Coach, do never go into the Jaybird on Halstead with your son.
1: So as long as I'm in Lawrence, Kansas, I'm okay. Halstead yeah. could be a little bit of trouble, huh?
0: Yeah, so do not go into the jaber, eh, especially wearing in Not bad. Get a little culture, big dog,
1: won't kill you. It's all part of the life's culture, experience.
0: The, the culture won't kill you. <laughs> hey,
1: big dog, tomorrow's never guaranteed.
0: <laughs> That's true. Live
1: live life while you can.
0: Yeah, to the fullest.
1: <laughs> At any rate, uh, I you know, I have to think back a year ago, the shock and awe the dismay. I've never seen sports fans more literally disappointed. Some of them, and I, I kid you not, brought to tears as VCU was beating Kansas. And I'm just picturing that scene, thinking of that scene and those Jayhawk fans and how excited they must have been. That same bar, some, a lot of probably the same people when they were winning that quarterfinal game or knocking off Ohio State on Saturday must have been amazing.
0: When you when you talk of like the most passionate. Fan bases yep. in America. Yep. Okay. Kansas basketball is definitely one of those fan bases. Now, there might be greater things in that, like Alabama football or Kentucky basketball or or Dallas Cowboys football, but it, it is like a ridiculous. It's a religion, and I'm not I'm not overstating it when I say that these people eat and breathe Kansas basketball. That's mm-hmm. all they have. That state, if you stood at one end, the corner of Kansas, and the diagonal other end of Kansas, the one that touches Oklahoma, yep. it's a flat, you can see your, your your buddy. It's how flat that state is. Yep. Okay, There's nothing else to do there besides Kansas basketball. No football. question
1: about it. Yeah. Lawrence, yeah. Kansas, they live and breathe basketball. In fact, we were able to get a rare tape, big dog for the Lawrence, Kansas Bureau of Tourism. And I believe one of our interns has got it set up, ready to go. We've got the tape. They talk about the tradition and the uh, excitement of kansas basketball we're going to start the tape of again the bureau of tourism in lawrence kansas after talking about kansas basketball we've got it set up and here it is and once again big Dog, that was not a technological malfunction that literally was the tape of lawrence kansas bureau of tourism after they got through talking about basketball
0: you know uh, that's that's It's a little disturbing. It's a little disturbing, Coach. Yes,
1: yes. Who, us or Lawrence, Kansas? Both. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) 888-463-674. By the way, our phone number here, check in. Big dog and a coach. Kentucky, I believe, a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Sounds like you think that's about right. Maybe it should be more.
0: Yeah, I I would bet I'm Kentucky if I was a gambling man. I'm no longer a gambling man, but that's the money where I would put the money on in this game.
1: Okay. Women's final four, by the way, top two teams advancing. Uh Baylor taking on Notre Dame. You got a tremendous matchup in that championship game tomorrow. Skylar Diggins and Notre Dame and uh Brittany Griner and the Baylor Bears advanced into the championship game. That probably will get the best ratings ever for a women's basketball game. Is that possible, Big Doug?
0: I, I am certainly hope, I certainly hope so. I, I watched a little at the end of that game last night. I mean, those girls can play some basketball. Yep.
1: yep. Final four tees were all number one seeds. Parody has not quite hit the women's game like it has the men's game. A couple of things that stood out for me real quick watching it, and I think they're great lessons beyond the basketball court. Big Doug, one is uh, Skyler Diggins in the – Notre Dame game, which went into overtime, and thank goodness they beat Connecticut. So I could see Gino Oriema lose. I'm a big Muffy Moffat fan, by the way. The Notre Dame coach. Oh,
0: I love Muffy Moffat. Yep. Every single time I get a chance to do it. Take it easy.
1: I'm sorry. Take it easy. You ever have you ever done a Muffy Moffat under the influence of Orchid
0: Pot? Uh, I. The last time I I was with Orchard Pot, I did have a little Muffy Moffat. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm hoping that's a breakfast special somewhere. <coughs> uh, where was it? Oh, okay. So at the very end of the game, Notre Dame trying to hang on to victory. Connecticut had come back. Gino Oriama actually had a couple of hair pieces out of place. That's how frenetic the game was getting. They steal the ball. They steal the ball from Skylar Diggins just inside a half-court. Connecticut going to take the lead for the first time in the game. I'm guessing about 20, 30 seconds left in the game. And they break away on a two-on-zero. Skyler Diggins, as soon as she threw it away, or got the ball stripped. Dead sprint. Back defensively. She jumps up. Now, she's only 5'10". So she's not super tall. 5'9", no, 5'10", maybe 5'. Jumps up perfectly, times her jump, blocks the shot rejects the shot, gets the rebound, pushes it up court. Notre Dame ends out winning the game, but the biggest play of the game, Big Dog. And here's where I say life lessons come in, was after a mistake. How do you react after a mistake? Skyler Diggins, to me, proves she's an All-American. Dead sprint back, perfect block, play of the game, right after something went wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that's what you brought up, Coach. That's, that's a, 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 great, a great point. You know, it's not if you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up, so... Mm-hmm. You know, a championship play like that—that that is awesome, and I'm glad you acknowledge it. Yes, I got—I can't wait to see that. Yep,
1: and uh, again, glad to see Ger- Gino Oriyama lose. Now, the other thing, uh, and I've heard about her. I remember watching her last year a little bit, but, and I'm going to probably butcher her last night. Did you watch the end of the Baylor Stanford
0: game? Um, no, I did not, Coach. I, ju- I was—I turned it on right when they had won, so okay. I had missed like the last place. plays. All
1: right. Well, Stanford has a senior twins, I think. Twins, and their last name, Mikey, Uh Uh-huh. And the one sister's a little bit better than the other. Both of them are just complete class acts, but I think Namkati Mikey. I'm going to probably totally butcher her name, and I'm not sure where she's from, but, boy, you talk about Big Dog. One of the classiest athletes that you will ever see. She's the first team All-American. Uh-huh. She will be drafted probably in the top five picks in the draft. The color announcer, Doris Burke, said if she goes into power, she went way over the top here. She says if this young lady decides to go on the political route, she is a young lady that could become president of the United States. She said that in the last minute of the game. I thought that was going over the top. But this young lady, you talk about a classy career. She went out of the game. Coach took her out. Tara Vandermeer, another great coach for Stanford, the whole Stanford team. Hug after hug after hug from her teammates. Genuine appreciation of her career. What caught me, though, is in the post-game handshakes. The Baylor team, the opposing team. Not just handshaking with her, but, you know, hugs, words. You could just see the affection they had for an opposing player. Even the Baylor fans were cheering when this young lady went out. And I would just tell all athletes out there, the ultimate compliment you can get, in my opinion, as an athlete, is what Nem nemkadi Aguamaki got. And that is be a great player yourself, but have the total respect, even as a great player, of the other team and the other fans. And this young lady, absolute epitome <laughs> of that.
0: Oh, that's really cool, Coach. And I, I wish I had a starter plate. It, it, it sounds like it have been uh, worth it. Yeah. Well, you, know, you will. Uh,
1: you will. WNBA. Don't forget, I got Chicago Sky season tickets. If you ever want, to take me up on it.
0: No, Sky guy is still afraid of me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't be within a hundred feet of Sky guy. Yes. And, you know, I'm actually. Well,
1: that works both ways, by the way. He's got a. Rest- it's interesting because both of you guys have restraining orders.
0: Against each other, which is strange, yeah. isn't it?
1: So how does that work, David? If two people meet, they both have restraining orders against each. Is it like the magnet that you can't put the two of them together, or is it like opposites attract and the two of you, boom, you're going to cling right together?
0: Uh, I'm staying in, in Chinatown all summer long, Coach. So Amora's this... going to be. It's going to be the vacation home. <laughs> so I, I can. I can go to any. Any Sky Game that you want, just Uh as long as the mascot doesn't come anywhere near me, because I'm going to have to punch him in his mouth.
1: I almost uh, um what's the old, uh, oh, uh, Stephen Wright, the comedian, with the classic, if you had a humidifier and a dehumidifier, and you put them in the same room, what would happen? No, 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 the the joke is I have a humidifier and a dehumidifier, and I put them in the same room to let them fight it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so it's almost that same concept. Two people with restraining orders meeting each other, what happens? It's an interesting concept. And I don't know the answer, but I'm fascinated by it.
0: You're going to find out, Coach.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I think you and you know what? This year man and Sky Guy. I could see some genuine affection between those two.
0: I I would definitely take this year man versus Sky Guy in a fight.
1: One guy's packing, the other's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what you're talking about, so I'm not going to touch that one.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. That's because that's why you got the restraining order in the first place. This is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on real quick, Big Dog. Uh, just on the basketball front, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but the Bulls did get uh, absolutely, I won't say humiliated, but beaten in the ground by Oklahoma City. Some people, you know, say maybe, maybe a preview of the championship game. Bulls still without Derrick Rose. But did you watch that game at Oklahoma City just uh, easily winning yesterday?
0: I was I was out on the beautiful water of uh, the Chicago River yesterday, uh, leading a tour, and really, luck for me, I was because uh, otherwise I'd have been at home watching that, and I would have been wanting to kick a TV, and so no, mm-hmm. I did not see Amira Sheik dunked on by Michael Westbrook. I didn't see any of that, and it's so funny is now people, you know, like uh, three days ago, four days ago. Oh, yeah, we're going out, Derek Rose. It's all right. All of a sudden, people are panicking. Is Derek Rose is going to be all right? I mean, what's the difference? He's still, what, a couple wins or losses in the regular season isn't going to make a difference on the yep. whole course. It's funny how people panic immediately around the city of Chicago if something mm-hmm. bad happens.
1: Yep. I think the big concern is just, you know, is Derek Rose going to be able to come back, play at the level he was, and more importantly, stay injury free? So I think that's the right. primary concern for the Bulls fans.
0: Well, I think he will be injury-free. I mean, that's that, that's why they're holding him out. You know what I mean, Coach? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, but, mean, but, you know, the fact that he's had, what, three different injuries this year?
0: Probably more than that, just three that we've heard of.
1: Yeah. So you're hoping, so, you know, that's not a trend. The guy's still a young kid. We remind everybody. He left college as a, what, 19, 20-year-old, probably 19-year-old freshman. So even though yeah. he's been in the NBA three, four years, he's still 22 years old. Very very young and getting injuries is somewhat of a concern.
0: Well, yeah, this year it's been like it's been a little bit of a like freak injuries. I've had a groin injury before, coach, and it went away. I never got it again. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where when you get it, though, you have to get it healthy. You have to because it just it's a muscle that will totally recur. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. There's some muscles that are you can just go ahead and play with them, but a groin muscle it is it's. You can't just
1: play with that coach. Uh, we just got an email coming in from Cinemax. Cindy, she wants to know exactly what muscles are you able to play with.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I was. I'm going to have to say usually most upper body ones. Okay. Same as like you can. Good.
1: Good. Glad you said upper body. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and the coach reunited once again. I was off last week. A lot of people say I'm off on a regular basis, but was not in studio. Big dog taking over doing solo, but uh, big dog we are reunited once again, and as the song says,
0: "Does it feel good?" Eh. I mean, I don't know about so good. It's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go bragging about it at all to anybody. <laughs>
1: Oh goodness! How about the coming up this weekend? We won't get into it too much today, but certainly it'll be a growing story as the week goes on. The seventy-six playing at one of the great golf tournaments in the world, the Masters from Augusta, Georgia. Oh,
0: that's this weekend. It is indeed. I might. I, I will watch on Sunday, Coach. Easter Sunday. Uh, it's, it's Easter Sunday. I'll be with my. I'll be with my brother, and I'll be watch. I'll actually watch the Masters this Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. I always watch it. Back nine. The final round, you know, I'll catch bits and pieces. I'll be honest with you. I'm not watching all Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But, uh, any major, back nine, actually, I like, kind of like watching maybe the back 12. When, especially when it's close, we've talked about this before, big, that's as good as it gets in sports, the human drama.
0: Well, I try to watch all the majors. And, and, but the problem is, I'm usually working coach. You'll use, Well, why didn't you watch the golf Well, I I was working? So Mm -hmm. this particular Sunday I will not be working, and hopefully the rest of the Sundays, the rest of the year, I will be working.
1: All right, 10 bonus points in a trip to Old Naperville, downtown Old Naperville. Still a lovely place this time of year. If you can tell me who won the 75th Augusta, who was last year's Masters champion? Shh, Mm -hmm. it's the Masters, a tradition like none other. I would never have guessed this guy, by the way. Jack totally
0: Johnson won in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I, I, I Think, um if he's young, he's Roy yeah. McElroy Did he win?
1: Nope. Royal McElroy, That was the tournament that he blew it in the nope. final day, but then, and then came back and, and won the U.S. Open and has had a great career after that. So he was not ruined like some people are by a one-time collapse. Think uh, th- very thin and think uh, uh, Polish sausage. Last name.
0: It was a Polish guy? No. Kiel- La- last Kiel-Masa? name. I, I, it was
1: No. Winner was, I don't know if it's Charles or Charles Schwartzel.
0: That's right.
1: Schwartzel. Is it Charles or he goes by C-H-A-R-L, I think.
0: He's from South Africa, right? That's right. So that's, I got yep. that part right.
1: Yep, yep. Charles Schwartzel was your uh, winner last year. So it'll be interesting. And while I was gone, apparently Tiger Woods finally broke through and uh, did win a tournament. Correct, Big Dough?
0: And he's already turned into being the arrogant, cocky SOB that he was before. Already. It did happen. I thought, well, just one win, and he's already. Uh, so I would expect him to quit paying for tabs when he goes out eating. <laughs> I would, if, you're a, if you're a waitress, you're the next on the list. And I would also expect him to start winning some tournaments also, Coach. I, he's back to being the guy that everybody hates.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. the last thing you said, you, did I hear you say you expect him to win this tournament?
0: I, I expect him to win many tournaments this really? year. I think he has turned the corner. Wow, so yeah. you think
1: he's back. Most people, most golf experts, and I'll put you in that category, even though you don't play the game. Sure, you're sure,
0: gol- I'm no golf expert. Ah, don't no k- golf
1: come expert. on, don't kid yourself. You have, you have good golf insight even though you can hook and dogleg with the best of them. But uh, most most golf insiders are still pretty skeptical about Tiger being back despite the one tournament win. But you think this is the beginning of many? I, I do, Coach. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I guarantee you CBS is pretty happy that he won that tournament, right?
0: Oh, uh, yes, yes. Because all of a sudden people are like, oh, the Masters last week and Tiger won? And they're just hoping that he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least on the leaderboard within yeah. a couple strokes for
1: that right. last. The, the is he back or isn't he could, if it gets to the final day, give him some of the biggest ratings ever, I would think. But uh, we'll see. 76 running of the Masters, and don't forget we have about 39 days and counting into the 127th, I believe it is, running of the Kentucky Derby. Big dog, it's a great time to be a sports fan. We say it every time this time of year, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs about to start, one of the best sports times of the year, April and May.
0: Yeah, it, is. it absolutely is. And, uh, and uh, we've been lucky so far. How Beautiful. every. I mean, uh, just another phenomenal, gorgeous day for April 2nd. Speaking of April 2nd, anybody playing April Fool's jokes on me yesterday? I did not get one.
1: You know, I hate to say it, but uh, April Fool's is losing. It's not only did I not get one, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. I think it's losing some of its luster.
0: I don't know, Coach.
1: I think because it, it fell on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, it's the world's off for the weekend. I, I don't think that's why you heard anything. Mm-hmm. I hope the the young kids today, David, we're losing so many of our traditions. I hope we don't lose the grand tradition. Well, actually, it's not that grand, but the tradition of April 1st, I'm worried, Big Dog, that that might fall by the wayside.
0: Uh, Coach, as long as you have people like me out there that appreciate and respect the day, yep. that isn't going to happen.
2: Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Beautiful. And speaking of respect and appreciate the day, opening day for the Chicago Cubs, once again, Thursday, Dempster against Strasburg, 120 start. The coach, the Big Dog, and this year, man, will be at the Playbook in Niles, uh co-hosting, hosting, we should say, at the uh, Playbook in Niles, their opening day baseball. Hopefully we'll get a good crowd out there, Big Dog. I'm, a, I'm trying to figure out who shows up to the sports bar at 120 on a Thursday afternoon, because a lot of people are working at that time, right?
0: Yeah, and if you're taking the day off, you're at the game. You're not taking the day off to. Right. But, but then again, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you because I got in an argument with some guy. Over, uh, he was trying to tell me that there should never be any uh, day World Series games, and I was like, Why can't we have one day a week? Like all mm-hmm. Friday World Series games are in the afternoon.
2: Yep.
0: And he's like, That's ridiculous. People have to work. I'm like, What about? The 20 percent of the world wanting 14 percent of the World Series games to be played at a time when they can watch them, because you know people do work weekends, they work nights. Mm-hmm. You know, people like me. Everyone, what's wrong with a Friday afternoon World Series game? I don't, I don't see what's that crazy about it. It made people like ludicrous when I when I posted this on this one this place uh, this mm-hmm. baseball. Stuff.
1: I'm with you. I think it would be uh, very very cool. You get people. You know, for, for certainly for us of the older generation, it would bring back memories from days gone by. I, mean, I can still remember as a grade school kid sitting in school, you know, people trying to turn their transistor radios on. As soon as school was over, you'd get out and listen to the end of the Baltimore Orioles, Los Angeles Dodgers game two of the World Series. Some teachers, if they were really, really cool, would let you watch the World Series. I mean, those were special days. One game. On a Friday afternoon, certainly wouldn't hurt, and I think it would bring back a, a lot of—well, not bring back a lot of fans. That's too much, but I think it'd be a good idea. I think it'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I, 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 one day a week, I would just love to see a, a, a like a, a World Series game in the day. And you know, it's not going to be a Sunday because they're not going to compete against all of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Going up against one Sunday night football game during one of their games is is okay. It's usually the Game Seven one, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm with you, Coach. I would love to see it. I okay. think that would be a great thing for baseball to
1: do. Right, beautiful. I have not analyzed, and I think Wednesday will be our official baseball preview slash prediction show. You don't want to miss that. It's always scintillating, scintillating. Internet sports talk radio. But, Dog, are there any uh, too early for you to divulge, or is there any teams you're getting good feelings about in this year's 2012 Major League Baseball season?
0: You know, last year I predicted a bunch of surprise teams at the beginning of the year. I don't think there's anybody going to come up and surprise anyone in Major League Baseball this year.
1: David, here's how far I am behind in my baseball knowledge at this point. I'm not sure I can predict a surprise team because I don't even know the rosters enough to know who's the favorite and who's surprise. I don't even know who a surprise team would be this year outside of the fact, obviously, the Sox and Cubs. So, big dog, I I got some homework to do in the next couple of days.
0: Uh, the best I can tell you is this. everybody in the National League would be a surprise team because the National League is not that good. And, it, and honestly, in the American League, it's going to be between the, the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays. The Tigers are winning the, the, the American League Central. They've already clinched it mathematically. And then the Angels and the Rangers in the West. Everybody else in the American League has no chance. None.
1: So, basically, you're saying pretty much the same as last year.
0: Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. Really? I, in the American League, I see zero surprises. And in the National League, it's up for grabs. It's, it's a potpourri. It's, okay. Anybody can win in the National League. They're Philadelphia
1: successful. Phillies are no longer the powerhouse because of the Ryan Howard
0: injury and their great. And Jay Sutley. And Jay Sutley. Don't forget him. Yep. He's, he's Jay Sutley is. They don't even know when he's going to play, coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's huge. But their pitching is a really good, though. Their pitching is really
1: good. Well, but not that starting four is not as rock solid. Again, uh, I don't know. Roy Oswald, are they going to get a full season out of him? Is he a special pitcher? I mean, you still got, what, Halliday?
0: Cole Hamels? You know, Oswald is no longer a Philly. I, I believe he what? is a. Roy Oswald really? is a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh,
1: so the Super Four has been broken up.
0: Yeah, uh, he's wanted to go to St. Louis for years. He just wanted to get Dave Duncan out of St. Louis. That's okay, because he's, he's his own pitching coach. Hmm. By the way, yeah, what's going to happen with the Cardinals this year? You're talking about the World Series champions, La Russa, Duncan, and Pujols are gone. Yep.
1: Mike Matheny takes over the St. Louis Cardinals. That'll be uh, one of the fascinating stories to watch, my prediction. They'll
0: be you pretty know good. That Mike, Mike Matheny is actually going to manage the St. Louis Cardinals in the crotch position the whole entire game. I did hear all
1: that. I did hear that. As long as his hands are up in the air, I got no posi- no problem with that at all. Yeah. Catchers make the best managers. Big to my guy, Mike Sosha. Ex-catcher. So yeah. don't, don't make fun of catchers. They make the best managers. All right. We got to wrap it up. Big dog and the coach uh, back again. Uh, dog, we will. Resume the show at 10 o'clock tomorrow talking about who the champion of the 2012 basketball season will be. You are predicting Kentucky, and I'm assuming you're picking Anthony Davis to be your uh, player of the game. Uh,
0: Yeah, he's the best player of the court, Coach. I'm going with him.
1: Beautiful. All right, Dog, so be safe out there. Waterriders.com today?
0: Water, no, I'm, I'm helping Butler move in the Ohio State.
1: No tours today?
0: No, no tours.
1: Uh, sorry about that. All right, we'll talk tomorrow, Big Dog. All right, it. There it is, Dog and a Coach with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. We thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back in action. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. Have a great day, everybody.